September 8, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Show happy Wednesday. Start off the show. John Coltrane, the night has a thousand eyes. Then Kishibashi philosophizes in it, chemicalizes with it. And because uh, of those Skype engineers, well, they're Estonian engineers. <laughs> <laughs> they're Skype invention. Huh? You can tell I'm not man alone, right? You heard? Because of that, I got Kishibashi with me. Welcome aboard, Brother K. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Miss. Thanks, Mike. And I didn't know Skype. Skype was made by Estonians. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Mr. Gates and the yeah, Northwest uh, people own it now, but they, they invented it and stuff. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. shit, shit works like that, right? Um, we got to thank right away Joyful Noise, uh, brother uh, Carl, for making the connect. And actually, he came up with the playlist, the order, the tunes, everything. So thank you very much. Thanks, Carl. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, interesting, your your journey through music. So uh, I want to learn about it. Please bring your earliest musical recollection, please, Kate. Huh. Well, um, first album, Minutemen. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I was a, I was actually a metalhead when I was a, when I was a kid. I wasn't too much into punk rock, but I'm I'm well aware of the legend that it, that exists right now in front of me and via voice. Um, uh, what about when you were Akachan? Some kind of Akachan. Yeah, <laughs> Akachan when I was a little, a little kid in, J- yeah. in Japanese. Well, let me think. Um, Did you have any uh, Oto? Right, some uh, sound memories, music memories. Wow. Um, let me think about this. I think I was like uh, I think I liked every crappy song that was probably came on the radio. Maybe some like definitely had a Madonna tape when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't really remember. Oh, my parents like the Carpenters and oh, John Denver. Okay. I remember they had and the that, Beatles. That lady was uh, the drummer lady. They were from Downey here, and they had a practice pad in Long Beach, and uh, oh, we actually yeah. got to play in there with the Suburban Lawns. I mean, this is much after them, but a little bit of connect. Can I ask you the pad that you grew up in? Was there a musical instrument? Uh, my my mom played piano a little bit, but besides that, no, I don't think so. So was there? Um, a, my, there was a piano was a, in the pad. I think we, yeah, we always had a piano. I think that's like something that was yeah. Can, can, part I of ask, our life. 
can I ask if you jumped on it? Um, I think one of my earliest things that I played was was piano. But I really, honestly, I can't, between zero and five, I ba- I remember, like, pouring Coca-Cola into my rice, and I remember, like, some shadows, and that's about it. <laughs> Maybe poop in my pants. I don't know. Actually I, I, actually, I probably don't remember that, because that was just, like, normal. That's what kids do. Wow, we don't like that N-word, but uh, healthy, healthy, <laughs> let's say healthy. What, what, what about uh, uh, lessons? You know, some people, like, you're going to take piano lessons. Did you have to go through that ordeal? I took, I, I'm pretty sure I took piano lessons, but I, I don't remember. When I started violin, when I moved to Ithaca, New York, I grew up in, these are memories when I was in Seattle. When I was five, I moved to Ithaca, New York, and that's when I started playing violin, I think, when I was seven. Cornell. Yeah, my dad. My dad. Had ta- he taught at Cornell. That's that's okay, why we ended okay. up there. Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Mark that's Beatles. right. Yeah, I remember right. The, actually, he, I, was I, way, I, he was way into mota. He smoked a lot of mota for those days. That was kind of wild. Mota. Mota. Uh, uh, marijuana. Oh, what is it? What language is that? Mota. Mexican slang. Espanol, uh, but, but but uh, you know they got words that they don't use in Spain like fucking uh, pinche and yeah pinche. they got different cuss words in English mean, we do this too. You mean it, it's not marijuana? Yeah, sometimes with the mota. G, sometimes H. Yeah, they say mot because pota was the fucking uh, stems and the mota was the flower. So when the white guys ask for the pot, they're asking for the worst part. But that that you know, there's karma uh-huh. comes backhand, just whatever. But I want to talk about you and your story. So Ithaca, let's just talk about weed. <laughs> <laughs> what about at school? Were you? Uh, in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Um, when I was in high school, I was in the orchestra, like a good Asian kid. And then uh, in college, I actually went to Cornell for a couple of years. I was in the glee club of all places. So I gleed. And, and, but you also did uh, the violin. And, and was that a school thing or, or at home? I did Suzuki. It's called Suzuki Violin. Where oh, yeah, it's like yeah, a, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a regimented like brainwash thing where you like you have to listen to <laughs> tapes over. You have to listen to that song over and over as you sleep. <laughs> Yamaha did the, uh, they, they got drummer school they opened up over there in Japan and I know a lady who's a top session and she went through that I mean if you go to sell the instruments why not sell lessons with it <laughs> I think actually honestly I don't think there's a Yamaha school which is like popular in Japan I don't think Suzuki's that popular it's an American thing yeah I know I know I know but yeah, yeah. it was just a weird parallel humans are humans yeah. in my book my travels <laughs> yeah I mean there's accents and different kinds of chow but when you get down to it there's a lot of common ground. Uh, you talk about food or just anything uh, human, just anything human, right? Yeah. I you know, so. to me, it breaks down to like freckles and stuff. I, I don't know if it's that's such a big deal. You know, I grew up. My pop was a sailor, so I grew up with all kinds of cats, and I didn't know about all these huge differences because of uh, the eyelids or uh, yeah, the skin color. And, Wait, are there are there freck? Wait, is freckles like what? Um, uh, if you don't tan, you get freckles. Is that the deal? Or can you? My, my can sister's got a butt. She's got a buttload of freckles, and I got hardly any. And we're we're brother mm. and sister, so you know, fuck that shit. I think it's something <laughs> about melanin. You're right. You're right. Melaton, uh, me- melanin. Melanin. Yeah. Melatonin the way, is what uh, you take when you sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, melatonin is for the sleep, but melanin is oh. like to protect your skin. So. Uh, you know what? What made you choose violin? I think it's like something I just wanted to do. It's like one of you know, like one of those activities, like swim team. Um, but I think I was always musical. I don't know. I just uh, I liked it, but I liked it enough to stay with it. You know, I stayed with it all my life. Okay. So. Uh, what about the first record you bought with your own money? Like first tape. Or, yeah, yeah. Don't mean to matter about the medium. <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. I think I had. Uh, I'm embarrassed to admit I probably had a Yanni tape when I was in middle school. 
Is that okay? But you bought that, that with your own money. Well, I asked that because oh. when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of Zenny, right? So what no, you spend yeah, it on. Right. <laughs> Zenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you know all this like Japanese like I slang? I know a little bit. Well, I also know some uh, Motans. You know, I'm a word collector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I think like, uh, okay, I think uh, yeah, honestly, BMG was probably the gateway, you know, with the, the penny. So I did have money. I had like tons and tons of pennies, you yeah. know. To get those, to get that first. What nine. about the what about the first gig you saw? Gig? Oh, like money? Like uh, where I work for money? No gig. First uh, performance of a live music thing. Oh, live music. Well, I probably saw classical music. My parents, you know, they took me to the symphony, but um, okay, that's good. I saw I got I saw a bunch of metal bands when I was in high school. That's for sure. Oh yeah. yeah my first gig, T Rex. T really? T Rex? Yeah, Is that cool? Boom! We were fifteen years old, nineteen seventy-three. Oh yeah, T Bowling. I think awesome. it was two dollars and fifty cents. Was that a lot of money? Two dollars fifty cents? Uh yeah. Well, in those days, it was twenty-five cents a gallon for gas. We got my first <laughs> apartment, hundred eighteen dollars a month, furnished. Yeah, it was furnished. Little, yeah, it was different. But then there was big butt whooping <laughs> inflation soon after. So, don't ever wow. wish for the old days. Never. That's my advice, Kate. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I won't. Okay, the violin now. I'm thinking I saw Jerry Goodman on the violin with the Mahavishnu Orchestra in 1970. That's cool. Damn. Yeah, he, he tore it up. That whole band did. And I didn't like did fusion see, much, but I liked that that gig. But, did you see Weather, Weather Report, too? They're probably on tour with them, right? Weather no, Report, these guys, they had a Pure Food and Drug Act open up. But, but, but they headlined. It was the Birds of Fire tour. But let, let yeah. me I, I bring that up because there ain't a lot of violin in rock and roll. So did you do the garage band thing uh, in the afternoon after school, like garage, uh, basement band? No, no, band? I did. No, no, I was like a good kid in like high school. Like I played guitar, you know, and I wanted an electric guitar, but I never just, my, I don't know, I guess like I just didn't get one. But in college, I, put, I played a folk rock band. Whoa. Okay. You know. Did you teach yourself guitar? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not really that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to play a little rock and roll, it's not really that hard. Okay, if you okay. want to like, if you want to play solos and stuff, you know, that's like another, you know, for somebody who plays violin, it was probably, you know, the left hand is not, it's not that easy. To, it's not that hard to pick up, you know. Yeah. Simple. But let, let's say learning how to write and then writing a novel, maybe a little bit different. Yeah. It's like writing a letter versus writing a novel. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, can write a letter or, po or a postcard to somebody. You okay. Know? Here's what uh, Carl gave me this marigolds. So I want to play. Thank you. 
wish that I had met you when your heart was saved.
to see Murdered colonies lined with our rivers Raging in the middle of some sad destiny That chunk music off with Marigolds by Kishibashi, then guided by voices brand new, High in the Rain, Dayton, mm. Ohio. Victoria Shen with Salsa Time, Sarah Devachi, Chorus Scene, The Kite of Night, Shugo Tokumaru, we're recording Bombas Prenton, brand new. They, they did that uh, over the internet in real mm. time. Yeah. I, I, can't I, love, I, love, I love him, Shugo Tokumaru. He's the best. Oh, you know about him. Yeah. yeah the Bombas yeah, Prenton yeah. guys, though, actually collaborated in real time over the internet. I, I can't wait till that happens instead of just trading files. Oh. Samuel Lockward, Iowa City with some jazz, Northern Jaw, St. Cloud, and, and finally Bright Whites. From Kishibashi. I you just got your chones watch. Huh? There's another slang word, chones. Okay, so. Um, yeah, yeah, explain. You want to explain that one to me? Got my chones watch? It's um, sh- shiitake. Shita- shiitake. Shiitake. Mushroom. Underwear. Underwear. Shiitake. Oh, stuggy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, look. Um, Tony's. Did you know that? Yeah, chones. You never heard of that? It's kind of f- part of chingas. That's another uh, word they don't use in Spain, right? It's only in Mexico. Tony's. It means fucked up. Chingasos, right? When I'm going to hit you with my fist, right? They're going to fuck you up. The chingasos. Yeah, chingas. <laughs> right. You're going to shit your ready, pants. I'm ready to talk yeah, we're all learning here. Look, you, you went to university. Did you go there for music? Uh, well, uh, I went there for engineering, Cornell first, but then I went to, I transferred to Berkeley when they when they kicked me out. I flunked, kind of flunked out. <laughs> Berkeley College of Music. Okay. Okay. That's where I ended up, yeah. So you went to, what kind of engineering? You mean like mechanical or engineering? Like, or uh, like ele- studio? Electrical. No, no, electrical. Electrical. But here's a funny thing. You know, I flunked out and then I went to Berkeley College of Music where I studied also engineering of wow. a different kind. Audio engineering, you know. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, yeah. We do that. We mix up the words so you don't know what the fuck we're talking Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, could trained, I could be a trained engineer too. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. You never know. How was your experience at Berkeley? We've had a bunch of people on the show that have been there. So a lot of them are good ones. Some of them are lame. <laughs> well, um, I actually enjoyed it because I was basically so desperate to um, find myself, you know, after having flunked out of an academic institution. So um, I studied my ass off. I, I played, well, honestly, I played a lot of jazz violin. That's what I got into, improvising on violin. And I also studied film scoring. So I have like two skills coming out of college, you know. Yeah, yeah. And also I heard going there, you, you can develop a lot of connects oh yeah yeah like definitely like that's i mean that's what college does for everybody right right like down the road everybody's going to be a professional a lot of people are professionals i think that's really the one of the ideas of frats and shit oh yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know all this yeah all those like uh sauna like deals you know they're made they're made with frat guys in saunas 
you know. Now I, I'm I'm uh, I'm curious. Uh, jazz improvised violin. Did you have any other violin players you looked up to in that kind of field? Yeah, I mean, there's like you said, Jerry Goodman's great, and yeah. John Lupani. I was like, I, I actually prefer John Lupani over, um, you know, Jerry Goodman in Ma Vishnu. Um, he's a, well, a second. I, I, it was just one moment, <laughs> you know. I, I, music ain't sports, so I ain't judging. One oh yeah, yeah. Other, but both those guys are incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also love, you know, Stefan Grappelli is like one of the first guys I, I really fell in love with. He's like kind of this, this you know, this legend. You may play with Django. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, look, think of the roles too, okay? Because uh, violins part of a symphony. Uh, I've I've uh, had uh, classical people on the show. They can't play unless you put a sheet of music in front of them. They they know no improv improvisation skill at all. Yeah, it's not. It's something that's basically been phased out because it's so institutionalized. But you know, back in the day, people used to improvise all the time. You know, it was just like something you do. It's like talking. Like it's oh, like a, so they didn't want anybody fucking with the tradition or something. I think composers got really composers became stars, and they yeah. started to to really want people to play exactly how they did, and like not leave any room for interpretations. But back in the day, you know, you have a violin concerto. In the middle, you have a little cadenza, and that okay. that was up to the performer to make up whatever you wanted. You okay, know? okay. I yeah. did see a trippy thing. I saw Pierre Boulet, maybe twenty five, thirty years ago, do mm. uh, Dorothy Chandler. And uh, what was it? Magic, magical Mandarin, uh, Mr. Bartok. And mm. maybe 60 people on stage, righteous players, right? But it was mm. kind of, until they kind of submitted to him, you could tell the piece changed. But, now, I'm not what saying it? like a dictator, but kind of like a rudder man. <laughs> now, this is the the composer. This is the guy, the conductor, so he's in the moment. The, the mm. music's already been written. But you, I saw the dynamic with this guy who took me there, bum rushed me to the front of the stage, so I could actually get to the, see what was going on or feel it even. And when they, when he got it all together, man, was it powerful. To Pierre so, Boulez, the conductor, the yeah, pianist conductor. He was. Yeah, he was the conductor, wow. and uh, they yeah. also did some uh, Parseval and it was some mm. str strange shit. I think wow. it started with some Weber, like England. You know, bu -bu 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 -bu. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, Weber, I'm, yeah. a, I'm not, I'm not a real versed in that kind of world, but I, I love the dynamics, the way music works. Do they wait in a, in a proper concert hall? Some guy like you just went, you ran to the front of the stage. I didn't run. I was taken there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea. Shit. There were some empty seats and I guess this guy knew uh, the okay. thing and the, the people weren't going to show up or some shit. I don't know. I, it's not <laughs> my world. Like I said, I'm more from the punk yeah, clubs, yeah. you know, and, and arena rock oh, before yeah. that. But to <laughs> me, you know, as, as time has gone on, I've learned that music is music. So I fucking hate the idea of genre. I, I agree. Yeah, I think like classical music, classical music has that problem of just being like... Ah, but uh, so does rock and stuffy. roll. So does rock mm. and roll. So does jazz. Yeah, well, look at them calling John Coltrane, <laughs> oh. downbeat calling John Coltrane anti-jazz. What? Who why he that? was still alive. Why he was still alive. Oh, why he was still alive. I can downbeat see Downbeat magazine. Like... <laughs> really? You look, the That's big cool. joke is Thelonious Monk would have never won the Thelonious Monk contest because <laughs> humans do shit like this. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not a chops guy. Back to so. your journey. So you're yeah. doing a lot of improvisation while you're going to school to be an audio engineer and a well, yeah, violin, yeah. Man. Do you do <laughs> yeah. Do you make your own bands on the side, or do you play in other cats' bands? Uh, I was always playing in other people's bands, you know, other cats, you know, because I moved, I moved to New York City after that. Um, I lived there for about ten years, and 
cut my teeth, as they say, you know, um, in those really intense jazz circles where they're just like everybody's just like trying to one up each other by playing faster and meaner and <laughs> more sophisticated than each other, you know. Um, and uh, that's kind of where I grew up, where I really like developed improvisation to the point where I started. And then I was like, oh, and then I had like a band, I had a rock band called Jupiter One. And once it started, it started off as an instrumental, like jazz fusion, like drum and bass band. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, there were like t- tens and tens of people at our shows, you know. Character, <laughs> call those then, character builders. Yeah, character. But then once I started singing, it was like more and more people st- started showing up. And I was like, oh, like girls started showing up and their, and their boyfriends would start showing up. And they were like, wow, we actually like, oh, maybe she's just like write more songs. Okay, you, got a, you got a beautiful voice. So you never re- really developed it until then, huh? Yeah, I was just like a, you know, I sang in the folk band in, in college, but I never thought it was something, you know, major for me. Violin oh, you said hard. glee though. You said glee. So that was kind of a uh, choir I, thing. Oh uh, yeah. But I had a band too. I had a folk band. You okay. Know, we used okay. to do like, I'm sure we did a rusted root cover, you know, back then in the day, you know, but, or Dave Matthews cover. I'm sure, I'm sure that could have happened, you know, not going to confirm or deny. What what about, what about writing your own songs? Did you write folk songs? I'm sure I wrote a couple crappy songs back then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) we'll neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, God, Uh, for me to revisit my first song, oh my God, yeah, the horror, the horror, the horror, the horror. Yeah, the horror. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save everybody's ears. You know, do, do your ears a favor by not mentioning. But okay. um, we're at the end of the first hour, September eighth, twenty twenty one. Dish Wap Peter, so special guest Kishi Bishi Bashi. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hold tight for hour two. September eighth, twenty twenty one. It's the second hour. Wap for Pedro show. No last a god in a hospital No last a god in a war No one's laughing at God when they're starving or freezing or so very poor No one laughs at God when the doctor calls after some routine tests No one's laughing at God when it's gotten real late and the kid's not back from that party yet No one laughs at God when their airplane starts to uncontrollably shake. No one's laughing at God when they see the one they love hand in hand with someone else in the hope that they're mistaken. No one laughs at God when the cops knock on their door and they say we've got some bad news, sir. No one's laughing at God when there's a famine, fire, and flood. But God could be funny At a cocktail party Or listening to a good God-themed joke Or when the crazy said he hates us And it gets so red in the head You think they're about to choke And God can be funny When told he'll give you money If you just pray the right way When presented like a genie Or just magic like Houdini Grants wishes like Jiminy Cricket and Santa Claus God can be so hilarious Ha 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 
laughs at God in a hospital. No one laughs at God in a war. No one's laughing at God when they lost all they've got and they don't know what for. No one laughs at God on the day they realize that the last sight they'll ever see is a pair of hateful eyes. No one's laughing at God when they're saying their goodbyes. But God can be funny at a cocktail party when listening to a good God-themed joke, or when the crazy said he hates us and they get so red in the head you think they're about to choke. And God can be funny when told he'll give you money if you just pray the right way. Like a genie who does magic, like Houdini, grants wishes like Jiminy Cricket and Santa Claus. God can be so hilarious. No one laughs at God in a hospital. No one laughs at God in a war. No one laughs at God in a hospital. No one laughs at God in a war. No one's laughing at God in a hospital. Laughing at God in a war, no one's laughing at God when they're starving, freezing, they're so very poor. No one's laughing at God. No one's laughing at God. No one's laughing at God. We're all laughing with God. Thank you. I'm just going to do one more. Thanks for listening.
So start off the second hour, Kishy Bashy. See, I got it right that time, kid. Mm. Laughing yeah. with, maybe ellipse there, dot, dot, dot. Well, he gives it away, people. You hear it in the song. Ben Salter after that from Tasmania Live. Isolationism from nearby Sydney. Lucas Sabella with two guys from China. Well, I can't remember their names. I'm so sorry. But uh, they're called Rice Core and Desktop Frog. Chica Libre after that with Pavane. Uh, Carthy School, brand new out of Hokkaido, my buddy Nez, actually the Irish cat who moved there, and he's putting out mm-hmm. records on his, uh, his label there. God, what's, it escapes me now because I've fucking Alzheimer's out to the max, but this is uh, Kenji, uh, Kenji Miyazawa from Carthy School, and then finally Kishibashi with Can't Let Go, Juno. You can hear him working the keyboards there, so I'm boring the fuck out of you guys. Let's get back to your journey. So, yeah, you start singing at gigs. It's a sea, gigs. It's a sea, it's a sea change in your life. It's a sea change in your life. 
Yeah, it's like I think at that point I was starting to get burnt out with instrumental jazz. Just just not the music necessarily, but just the industry, you know, because it was just like it was like a stranglehold on your soul. It was just like a, such a vicious like ladder that you had to like crawl up, you know. Um, Some people uh, call it the greasy pole. This is a greasy pole of, yeah, of jazz. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, well, I think all the and, genres get their own greasy poles. And the yeah. thing about it is, greasy pole, hard to, right, work up, but really easy to slide back down. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that next time I'm practicing jazz, but um, playing giant steps, whatever. But um, I, think, I think like... Uh, at some point I started, you know, I always liked bands anyway. So at the time, like in the 2000s, there was a lot of like bands coming out of New York and Brooklyn. So I think we just kind of rode that wave and tried to tried to make it, you know, but I don't know. I just couldn't really make it until I had to, until I hit it off on my own. So. And what about the tour? Did you ever try the tour thing? I, we definitely tried the tour thing with Jupiter One. We had like a, we we just like we beat this country to the ground. Like we played like I don't know, like massive. We did huge tours. When I say huge, I mean we're sleeping on floors, obviously. But like you know, we went around the country like several times. And I don't know. It's either we just like couldn't we just couldn't get it. We just couldn't get like a, a sustainable crowd. So like most bands, we broke up. You know, eventually just kind of fizzled up. Yeah, I was yeah. reading about 1939 in the United States. There was thirty thousand swing bands toward <laughs> <laughs> 30,000 swing bands right and how many dudes right at least nine or ten guys right can you imagine ah. talk about sustainability 180,000 yeah dudes looking for work swinging swinging on the streets swinging. man so you break, up, break. You, you break I noticed you didn't uh Carl didn't give me any Jupiter one so <laughs> do you have good memories of that time oh yeah yeah I mean I learned a lot it was more it was it was you know it was Here's the thing. I played a lot of guitar and keyboards, and it was like a really aggressive, like synth rock band. Oh, you, know? you didn't do violin. I didn't do too much violin. I think that's the thing. It's like you know, my bandmates didn't really. I didn't think it was. I think I was caught up in this like masculinity thing where I was afraid to play violin as like something that was like cool. That was like more my job. Wow. You know, you know what's so funny about that? I was just talking to my buddy Peter DeStefano. Have you ever heard of a cat named Paganini? I've heard of Paganini, yeah. He wore a cape and shit. He's kind of, I'm this before Charlie Christian by 50 years, but this idea of the big melody line. And he did it on violin. So he kind of invented lead guitar, not on guitar. He was like one of the original like rock stars of like That's classical music. You know? Yeah. Same with like Liszt, you know, Franz Liszt, the pianist. Right. You know? Just the, yeah. the, the, the act of the performance, right? Yeah. Like List, Listomania, you know, Beatles mania. That comes from Listomania, right? I heard he Francis. destroyed. I heard he destroyed his fingers by trying to do prac with like big lead weights on him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, don't try to people. The lesson there is yeah. don't try to overthrow reality with the concept. <laughs> but what? So what? What Paganini would do is he would file down his strings like from the highest, the thinnest to the thickest, yeah. and then he play. He'd be playing his thing, and then the high string would pop, and then the crowd would be aghast. Yeah. You know. And then they'd like pop his next string, and then they'd be like in a frenzy. And then he'd pop his like third string, and then I don't know, women were fainting, you know. And he, then he finished the piece with his like low string. That was like his thing. That's like Jimmy lighting the strat on fire. Yeah, but like in eighteen. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. That, what I'm saying is, this guy's maybe an OG. 
for this yeah. kind of stuff. So what <laughs> so. those rock and roll guys you were playing with, they didn't understand that that violin secretly was the fucking mother of all creation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just been it's been around. Violin's been around for a while. But but you know what? Rock and roll is actually piano, right? It's Little Richard and Jerry Lee. It's piano music. It's boogie woogie. It comes from R and B, really. Uh, yeah. I want to play some uh, stuff here. Uh, this interesting title. I am Antichrist to you.
culture was like you know, one thing but Glad like doing, yeah 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 we're, we're talking about mr paganini off air there people and how he uh, calculated some drama for the ladies to faint uh, <laughs> i am antichrist to you uh, kishy bashy mold omen from Baltimore. after that valerian footstool uh, she just left both part two of eight from bill nace Public record with Invisible Complete. And finally, this must be the place, Kishi Bashi. So what about with composition? Uh, do you make demos? Do you keep a little notebook of words? Uh, do you use a little uh, voice memo on the leash to, like, get little melodies memorized? Um, definitely voice memos, lots of them, you know, for just, like, little ideas. Um, definitely no, word, no little notebooks with words. <laughs> definitely not. Um, until way later, until I have to like start writing lyrics. Um, I have demos. Like when, before I go into the studio, I, I usually fully form the demos. Like I produce it all out with fake drums and everything. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. That, 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 uh, that's an advantage of knowing how to play a lot of stuff. 
I think I like to know what I don't like to waste. Yeah, like my biggest peeve is like wasting expensive studio time. So yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I'm going in with a band or I'm like hiring great musicians or yeah. I don't know, like in a really nice studio. I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to make sure I'm prepared, you know, just what, like. what? Okay, do you ever set up your musicians so there's a place like they get to improvise? Like you were talking about that uh, violin concerto? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely leave space. Um, but that's one of the, that's one of the things I, a luxury that I've recently figured out, you know, like before when I was struggling in the beginning when I didn't have that kind of money to, to get like nice studios, like all the time or, you know, to really record drums really well, you know, I would, uh, I wouldn't have that luxury. I would plan everything out. But, but last, you know, last couple albums I went in, I left some, some room to like explore, you know, a little bit. And you say, the, and you say the words, they're like on demand. You get the music done, and okay, I got to put some words to this stuff. Then that's when you start brainstorming. So I guess the titles come up last. Yeah, the title usually it's like for me, it's the sound of the words, and then whatever sound I like singing, I start to craft. A lot of times, I'll craft a story around that or poetry around that. It's usually my my approach. Ah, so you like the sound of the word versus the content of the word? Yeah, if I don't like singing it. I'm not going to like the song for like right, a long time. Okay. No, you know that I mean? makes good sense. You got to feel it, right? Yeah. I yeah. think John Coltrane yeah. said, if you're sincere, you can play a shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> but how can train, you be sincere? Train, you man, the train. <laughs> yeah, you said a lot of stuff, huh? <laughs> what keeps repeating. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play some giant steps after this and think about train. Yeah. <laughs> You know what you said about cutting people? That song is used the most to cut people. What what song are you talking about? Giant Steps? Oh, yeah. But if you look at <laughs> any kind of picture of him and his eyes, they're not about sports and trying to cut somebody. To me, there's a lot of compassion. And, <laughs> and, a, lot of her- and a lot of heroin, <laughs> probably. Well, not yeah. by then. He quit, right? No, really? He, by the time he did Giant Steps? No way. Oh, yeah, he did. He quit in 57, the year I was born. And in, in no way. Steps. Seriously? <laughs> I wouldn't shit you. I didn't know that. You didn't know I mean, it? Yeah, well, I, I read believe. Quincy Troop's book on Miles Davis. Miles socks him in the stomach after he nods on stage when Monk's backstage. So huh. he has Monk says, you play with me, John, for nine months. And that's where he quit the shit. And, uh, his pad in Philadelphia on 33rd Street. Cold turkey. What? Right. And that's what Love Supreme's about. It's the prayer, thank you, to get me off the shit. Oh, I didn't that know that. I thought it was t- I, I That's it was why I wanted you on the show, okay, so I could... Lighten you. <laughs> get the record straight i didn't know I, I thought he was like high as a kite and like all that all through that whole album all that his solo albums i didn't realize that that's cool good for uh, him the first solo one's the prestige one and that i think that's right around the transition time because there's mm. an interview with august bloom in 58 and he's talking mm. about getting healthy now he never mentions the word heroin but he talks about getting healthy Man, all those like bebop players are like on so so much heroin. It's like not not all of them. Clifford Brown, no. Diz, no. Uh, Eric Dolphy, okay. no. But yeah, yeah a lot of them. Bird. Okay, that's too, the, that's sure. the reason. That's the reason. It was because of Bird. They saw how fucked up, but he could play so bitching, and they thought he yeah. had. And this is what Richard Meltzer told me was so important about John Coltrane. He said he kicked dope out of the temple, that you could quit that shit and be even a better player. Hmm. You think that's you think Bird was the reason why? I know, it, I know, it, I know that's the well. If you read Miles' book, he taught, that's why he went to Juilliard. He wanted to just meet the man. But when they saw how good he could play, they thought was it was because of the chemicals. They didn't know that was actually something that was fucking him up and ended up killing him. Look, we're at the end yeah. of the second hour, September eight, twenty twenty one. The Dish Watt Peterson special guest, Kate uh, Kishi hey. Mishbashi. <laughs> 
Kishibashi. <laughs> I'm gonna get it right. Hold tight for three. Taper eight, 2021. Third out of the lot for Pedro.
Pedro show start off the third hour. F. Delano, Kishibashi. And then we have your name reminded me of this cat. Kaoru Abe. You know about him? Uh, Abe, wait, is he the prime minister? Wait, actually, I don't know who he is. No, he was. <laughs> he, was a... he just quit. That, yeah, yeah, Mr. Suga now. But, but this was a, a musician. Actually, his cousin was that guy. Uh, they, they fucking renamed the song Sukiyaki, but it, that's not what it was called in Japan. Oh, yeah, it's a sax player? Okay. Kaoru it's Abe. like no, I, look I, at, I look at the sky so the tears won't yeah, fall down. Uh, or so, Yeah, but you, we called it like some kind of chow. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about... Um, uh, he was killed in a plane That's not Kaoru. Oh, maybe he did, no, like, it's his cousin. Sax version. It's his cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't shoot you. It's his cousin. And oh, Sakamoto Q. Sakamoto Q. That's is his name. right. That's right. And he yeah. became this avant-garde guy, you know, talking about playing for tens of people. It was probably ones of people. There was <laughs> a fucking trippy ass movie in the '90s made endless waltz about, you know, his wife uh, Izumi Suzuki. 
uh, just put out a book. Anyway, this is music, and it just reminded me. Uh, Autumn Leaves, live oh. in Paston, Fukushima, September 24, 1977. Then Mike Cooper with the Cinnamon Peeler. Brett Goodside out of Milwaukee with Waiting. The Fix from the Suns. That's Suns with two U's, people. New Romeo Agent from Truck. Brand new Tropical Fuckstorm. And finally, Kishibashi. It all began with a... It all began with a burst. I love that title. <laughs> and trop- Tropical Fuckstorm. Yeah, well, that's a band yeah. name, but that's a beautiful, oh, beautiful band name. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but uh, you know, I asked you the question about the song titles because I have to start with the song title or I got no focus, but then I compose on the bass. What do you usually compose on? Uh, it's a mixture of like violin loops or guitar, a lot of guitar, sometimes, sometimes keyboards or samples. Like I like, I like to chop up like sounds and like turn them into. If I, if I find something cool, then it'll uh, it'll become like the basis for a song. Well, I noticed you love melody, man. You have lots of great melodies going on. I I like a good melody, you know. Yeah. It's probably my classical like music upbringing. I was way into classical music when I was a kid, so like, like high school. And, and versus the rhythm, the rhythm thing. But there's good rhythm stuff too, you know. Uh, I think playing in bands. Doing all those yeah. tours, conking on decks. Yeah, was it for nothing? You were investing in where you are right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I used to play a lot of jazz and funk and fusion. That's like that's what I was really into, like Herbie Hancock, like that kind of stuff. You know, sure, so. sure. Yeah, he, he played with Miles and shit when he was a younger man. Oh yeah, and oh then, yeah. In fa- oh yeah, remember that stuff in the '90s with Rocket? And then the, the, he just did a bio, and he said he was fucking on the pipe in the early 2000s. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he was like a crack. He'd like fly into Burbank, and like Shit. his driver would just like take him to his, some like crack house, and he'd just hang out there for like six hours. Incredible so, music, man. You know, we're only humans, right? We're frail. But he got out of it. That's a beautiful thing. That, I know. Beautiful. He's like a legend to me. I mean, to me, he's like the god. Like everything he plays, you yeah. know, is just so good. You know, like he's just so on top of music, it's just unbelievable. And you know, you got to be careful with keyboard, right? You can bogart. You got all those notes. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> violins like that too, because it's so legato. You know, if you're not careful, right? You can take up all the. You can bogart. <laughs> That's <a> word. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it, bogart? Yeah, you don't know yeah. that word. It's like you know, uh, it's kind of from like '60s. A... It's from. Uh, yeah, you don't pass the mota around. You just keep it puffing it yourself. You're just like jerking off, basically. Uh, yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, you don't pass the ball, right? Uh, in basketball, you, you call a ball hog. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Got right. a ball hog, yeah. Right, right. Ball Summer hog. 42, you like movies. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like movies? Well, you named this tune after it. That's why I asked. Oh.
the jazz tunes I used to like to play you know and but people would like scoff at me like the jazz musicians because yeah. it was it was too easy it's like the changes aren't hard enough so be like on leaves well you know. the, the last black block of music that's what we heard uh Carol Abbe uh right. on. he was interpreted I yeah. think the whole idea was was to take something like my favorite thing some silly little waltz and then John Coltrane twisted it inside out right that's the oh, point. Yeah. It's not about being too easy, too hard. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, in jam sessions, apparently it's about being too hard. I know. So. I, I understand. <laughs> and I, I just hate that culture. I think that's why the punk movement came. That and yeah. arena rock. Don't blame all the, <laughs> those fusion guys, but you got to blame the arena rock guys, too. You're saying arena rock is a response to... Oh, wait. Punk rock is a response to arena rock? Right. Because right. club culture died. Hmm. Club culture was the way I could get close enough to the stage where I could see the bass had bigger strings. I couldn't tell at an arena. So you're I like, fuck you, I'm going to go to small club. I'm going to play small I, club music. Yeah, but I couldn't meet other people. There was no talk and no dynamic. Uh, arena rock is like a Nuremberg rally to me. <laughs> you know, so I'm not, I'm not so much into it. Uh, let me tell the people what we heard. Summer 42, Kishi Bashi. Goes to New York State, Star Rover. Yuki Kawano with Memory. DMPH Sacramento, and finally Kishibashi with Honeybody. So, uh, tell me about your your. T- I was telling uh, we were discussing off air people that you can't copyright a song title, movie title, because Summer Forty Two from K here is nothing to do with a movie. 
Yeah, because I I literally had no idea until you pointed it out to me today. So, but I'll check it out because it's by it says music by Michelle Legrand, which is I love. So, like probably pretty cool. Yeah, you told uh, me that you were uh, developing skills at movie soundtrack. Well, I mean, I'm working at. Uh, well, I mean, I studied film scoring in college, you know, at Berkeley. Um, but this this song, you know, my whole last album, Moyari, is about um, Japanese internment and like social justice and minority identity, and so. Oh, you about, know about Terminal Island, then you know about Furusato. Yeah. Furusato. <laughs> I know. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna mention it. <laughs> but, okay. You know. Yeah. That was Terminal fucking Island, like yeah. forty-eight hours. Okay. That was bullshit. Yeah. yeah they just like up. Yeah. They just like took everybody, locked them up. Yeah. My grounded boss, their boats. My boss people are from Italy. They didn't lock them up. And those people invented. Well, some of them invented fascism. <laughs> you know what Sly Stone said? He said, "It's not where you're from. It's where you're at." Ah, that's nice. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. I'm thinking about right now. So, so, so you actually started with a concept with this album, and then what? It's still a collection of songs, but they're kind of built around that concept. Yeah, so it's about. I've been doing. I'm working on a documentary film about this exactly, and so I've been working on it for four years. And when I made this album, I was like traveling America, kind of, and the world a little bit, and filming about just like internment camps world war ii history like minority identity this kind of stuff and so this is like one of the one of the songs i wrote so something like that where you have like a concept you still don't have lyrics you're waiting for the music but everything's going to fit into the the big narrative right yeah so that was a that's a struggle you know so like a lot of so i'm i'm definitely concepting about history and this is like it was a new it was a departure for me but you know I think like instead of being really negative, this was like a love song, you know, like falling in love in the summer of 42, like in an internment camp. And so I think it's like finding the humanity. It's easier to write love songs for me. So that's the way I was able to kind of connect with that time period, you know, is through humanizing the people back then. Like they'd be just like you and me, you know, falling in and out of love. That's a a skill, Kay, because it's hard for me to write a love song. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just gotta think about that la- that special lady yeah, you know. so okay. or, yeah. or, or guy or whatever you know. yeah, yeah whatever that's what, <laughs> that's what it comes down to sometimes you yeah. talk about strong feelings yeah just feel, just think about that time you know you got dumped in high school where it hurt more than anything in the world so let's you know. celebrate it with a song exactly <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> you can still. Where you just look down at your chest, you can see that hilt of that knife still sticking yeah, right, out of your right. heart. You know, right. that yeah. Just and the moment branded upon your brain like a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just think about it. Just write a song with that. Okay, yeah. and what, what's your next? Uh, you got a project coming up? I mean, I'm. You're uh, still you're still underway with this baby. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got a project. It's called uh, Life After COVID. You know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm not. I'm still working on this movie. You, you're, you're very optimistic. We're after, huh? Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm eventually going to go on tour, probably next year. Yeah, I, got got some, I got some plan for next year too. So, but be, oh, cool. Uh, before, have you been using the internet to trade files? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Not too much. I've been, uh, I've been like exploring America. Honestly, I've been like. Um, uh, I moved to Montana, like half moved to Montana. So, like, I've been enjoying like the outdoors, honestly. Okay, what, 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 what Missoula, Billings? 
Uh, Bozeman. Bozeman. Okay. Well, yeah. Montana State, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just love it there. It's just I'm like right hiking, mountain biking, yeah. like just like. You know what they call that area? Big Sky. Yeah, Big Sky. Big Sky's right by. Yeah, I think Big Sky's right by there. Yeah. 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 It's well, cute. just the whole state because it's like what eight, ten thousand feet up already because the Rockies. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's just like um, it's a little. It's been a little smoky this summer, but that, that's why it's there. Uh, oh, you're talking summer. about the fires, yeah. Oh yeah, California, yeah, yeah, but... Oregon. Oh my God. Yeah, BC. Oh, huge BC, fires. big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're, you're waiting to go on tour. Do you, is it possible for you to record there in Montana? Uh, yeah, I have a little studio. I brought my studio up there, so okay. I'm doing a little bit here and there um i'm preparing for a lot of i'm still working on this movie i have to do the soundtrack oh i have to do the soundtrack for my own documentary movie so wow yeah that's what i'm doing this fall <laughs> that's what we should do when, when you get that documentary done man uh can you give me the music come back on the show we can talk about oh it? yeah okay. yes that would be yes. beautiful man yeah. such an honor to have you aboard Kay. thank you so much Thank you. Thanks for having The honor is mine. <laughs> okay, keep on keeping on, brother. People, it's been September 8, 2021, Dish Wapito Show. Keep your powder dry.